Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A reminder, the first 30 minutes of this podcast are available on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google and many of the major platforms. The full podcast is available at www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. SRB Media. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC. Welcome all to our weekly podcast with the idea build for Mr. Terry Curran, the Curran View with TC. How are you? Steady away, son. Not too bad. Not too bad. What kind? Doing a bit of running about. Having to put a and then I had to go and put a um, new clothes uh, post in. My old one broke, so I've had to new one in. So getting ready for this then. Just finished cleaning up after cooking tea. What did you have for tea tonight, son? What have we had tonight? Tonight, uh, lamb. 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 I had a chicken curry tonight. Sam's been running around with one of her, her customers um, up the hospital. So uh, it was uh, fend for yourself tonight. I've been, uh, I finished a little bit earlier tonight, so I've been doing a couple of hours gardening. Picked up Ruby and I thought, right, Chinese, uh, wash away, get ready for the podcast. A little bit different. I've got my bed back. I've got my cat back. I've got everything back, my jammers and everything. <laughs> I'm warm before you. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely warmer as well, TC. <laughs> Last week was great um, doing a live feed. We've had some great responses from it. And we will be going live again next week. And we will be doing a few towards the end of the season because it is towards the end of the football season. Uh, the Premier League, I believe, is going to go on longer than the Championship and the and the uh, and the rest of the EFL leagues. We will be looking at League One uh, in a little bit more depth later on in the podcast. And also, um, Tim Caslin is going to be posing the question of the week um, a little bit later. But first, we always look we at have, our magic but, moments. But we have to give it time, Gabby, the, the, the live one, I must admit. Absolutely. Uh, and I've had one or two people uh, private message me about the cups and I've uh, tell them, I don't know if I've been in contact with Chris, but I've told them where to get them and how to get them. Yep. So... Let's hope everything starts to work out for us. Absolutely. I mean, it's very easy if you've got a budget. We have a whip round. Um, we all work full time and we do our best. Our team is three, four, maybe five members where you get some of these organisations that employ hundreds of people. So it is one of those that we, uh, I guess... We do our best with what we've got to, and Rome yep. wasn't built in a yep, day. I know how it all works. Absolutely. I know, if you, I know if you shut up, they will push you. Absolutely. I know so. I know how it all works. But we don't work that way. No, we don't. You know, we, we want to be fair to everyone, right? Uh, and if, if people want to come on board and help us, that's great. If they don't, then we'll manage and we'll get by. And eventually, you know, if you, if you keep working hard and keep uh, striving to move on, things turn eventually. Absolutely. And it will turn for us. Absolutely. It's not for the woke and we don't do nouns. But we will be going to see Andy Gray Friday, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Magic Moments, TC, what have you sourced for us this week? 
again, we should get punished for, for, for picking one out. For picking one out when there's that many great goals. But I'm a, I love to watch teams when they move the ball quickly with accuracy uh, and the tempo. Um, and I've gone for two goals, the third and fourth goal of Manchester City. Not because of the goal scorers, because they only tapped it in, but the movement and the passing, the third and fourth goal. And it doesn't make a difference who you're playing. I mean, Burnley has been uh, striding out in, in the Championship. We know it's only Championship. Yeah. But by God, did Manchester City, them, Manchester City make them look ordinary on... Uh, was it Sunday? Saturday. It was Saturday, Saturday night. night, wasn't it? Yeah. Saturday night, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm getting lost up with days. So I'm going for those two goals, the third and the fourth. I thought they were two great team efforts. And like I said, I love to see goals like that, me. I do. I really do. I, uh, what I don't like is when there's two live games on, because Chelsea and Everton was on pretty much at the same time as Manchester City and Burnley. So I was trying to dip into both. And I, I watched Man City. Although you Jack, greedy, don't you? Yeah, although Jack, <laughs> so I love to watch Jack play. Jack wasn't starting, but I thought well, I'll, st- I'll start with Manchester City, and um, early in Ireland put them two 0 up, and I thought well I'll turn over and watch Chelsea. And I said to Kieran, because all the kids were around here, I says, "Do you know something, son? That kid there, in Ireland." He's just scored seven goals in 90 minutes. We put in Manchester City 2-0 up. And when you look at his strike ratio... He's got six this season. It's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, well, it really it is. is. What I will say is, uh, he's played for Manchester City and they do create a lot of goals. But it is incredible. Yeah. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like you. Let's give him all the applause he deserves. And he does deserve it. Absolutely. So, although on it was what he played for an hour uh, the other week and scored five goals against um, it was it was in the um, it was in the cup, wasn't it? I mean, we have that many damn games. You didn't that, know where you are with them all. That, yeah. that you keep forgetting, but he certainly scored five goals in the one game, and um, and he was off after um, about an hour. He played 30 minutes and he'd scored two goals and then went on and scored a third goal. So he'd actually scored eight eight goals and he didn't play two full games. This is getting ridiculous. So I turned over and watched Chelsea and I thought, hey, hey, Chelsea look as though they've really turned the corner. You know, and and I'm looking at certain players. I'm quite liking this um, Fernandez. I've only seen bits of him. I haven't really seen him in full games. He's starting to settle in a bit now. Yeah, he has. And I think he's got great feet. And, yeah, and I've looked These at him. Continentals have. They, they, they work on that. Make no mistake. Absolutely. And, and I thought, blimey. And I'm looking at Averts. I'm a big fan of Averts. And I like Joe Felix. And there's a number of Chelsea players that I like. And I said to Kieran, do you know what? I'm going to have 100 quid on Chelsea to win the Premier League next season. I really don't think they're that far away. They, they, they're starting to look as mm-hmm. though they're playing for each other. Yeah. They're starting to look as though uh, the confidence is coming back mm-hmm. and they're starting to believe in themselves that, you know, they have a good team. You know, uh, I'm sure the people what's in and around Chelsea, you know, they're, they're no mugs, but there is clubs what do waste money. Man yeah. United have wasted money for the last few years. Mm-hmm. But 
give them time. Give them to get this season out of the way, and I'll, we'll see a better Chelsea next season. Absolutely, and then I'm watching it, and Cooley Barley goes and does something stupid, and and Everton draw the game two two, and I think you know what, that is just Chelsea this season. But next season is a different ball game, and I do fancy them to really be in the shake up next season, Chelsea. Uh, Tommy Doyle's last minute goal for Sheffield United in the FA Cup, I thought was phenomenal, unbelievable. It was a great strike, wasn't it? And he looks a decent player. I didn't realise he was... It was a good game. You know that. It was an end-to-end game, that. Yeah, I mean, I was... The first half, anyway, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Blackburn went in front twice. Yes, they did, yeah. Yeah. But again, Sheffield United done so well. Uh, Semi-final of the FA Cup. I mean, sadly for them, they're playing Manchester City. And sadly for young Doyle, it's Man City because he's a Manchester City player. So he won't be able to play. Neither will McAtee. Uh, two players that won't be able to play in that semi-final. But Is Sheffield... that for definite? Because somebody like Pep Guardiola, yeah. I think, wouldn't want to... Um... But it could be dangerous, couldn't it, by late yeah, play? Exactly. And and I've heard all the pros and the cons and should he and shouldn't he. Personally I'd let him play. I'd let both the boys play. But you know what happens in football and football is so woke these days that they have to go by the rules and I'm sure that they will not be able to play in the semi final. And I think it's terrible because again, you know, you put these players out to gain experience, they get to a semi-final and say, you can't play. So, you know, it is just a and little it bit... Would be, it would be interesting yeah. to um, to see how they would perform. Absolutely. You know, from, from, from Pep's point of view, against, you know, I know, yes, it's the teammates, mm. uh, but they're playing against the best and that's showing you, you know, a competitive 90-minute game. Uh, how good, how good the, the, they are or what they need to improve on. Absolutely. And 100%, I would say, if you're loaned out to a team for a season, no matter who you play, you're able to play in every game. I don't yes. like this thing. You can't play that, in certain games, but, you know, it is what it that's is. That's only our opinion. It doesn't mean we're right, but it doesn't mean we're wrong either. No, absolutely. I think we've got to give Ickenbottom uh, a great compliment because yeah. Sheffield Knight is under pressure. Uh, well, is he going to liquidation? Yeah. You keep knocking on doors. There's something going off behind the scenes. I yeah, don't know what's yeah. going off behind the scenes. And sadly enough, uh, Wigan's been deducted points because they've not paid players' wages. So, you know, to get to a semi-final, uh, second in the league, he's done a tremendous job as Eckingbottom at Sheffield United. And also there's that pressure to get back up into the Premier League. So he's got all of that to deal with. He's got them to the semi-final of the FA Cup. They're a gnat's whisker away from getting back into the Premier League. I'm with you, T. I think Eckingbottom has done an absolutely first-class job there at Sheffield Brilliant. United. Yeah, Thiago Almeida's goal for Atlanta in the Major League Soccer. I mean, it was a free kick. Must have been 35 yards. Stuck it with whip in the top corner, just where you put the postage stamp. I looked at it and thought, you know what, that is absolutely phenomenal. Is that the one uh, where he's bent it round and it's yeah. gone? Yeah. Unbe- yeah. Incredible bend on it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, it was an unbelievable whip that he got on that but ball. Without putting any distraction from it, Yeah. the balls do move today compared to when... And I'm not, 
you know, saying in our area, but they balls. I mean, before us, when they had those level balls, impossible to bend those balls, wasn't it? You know, yeah. but when yeah. I saw it, I thought, look, it. I just reminded me, different type of ball, but they, they bend on it. You remember the Roberto Carlos? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, against Strands, but he, I mean, that was an incredible free kick, but that, that was as good as, in a sense, because the movement of the ball, this, you could have put somebody in the top corner and they still would have saved it. I mean, that was um, Roberto Carlos. That was in uh, La Tournoi, wasn't it, in 1997, yeah. uh, a friendly tournament for the uh, 98 World Cup finals that were played in France. And I still, to this day, I love to watch that and see Bartes' face because he just couldn't... He's going, what are all these jumping up and down for? It went just in, everybody. <laughs> yeah. All the French teams. And then he looks... <laughs> and then he looks in the back of the net and thought, how's that ended up there? It was unbelievable. I mean, that was one of the it greatest free kicks of all time. Oh, I mean, you you were still saying now, if you're watching that, you know, when he strikes that ball and you do a spot the ball and I where does that ball? That. Yeah, absolutely. You go, no, he's not going to get that ball if in the back of the net. No way. Exactly. And if you don't see that, people say, oh, they've exaggerated. No, it was it was quite phenomenal. And also was amazing. If you don't see that, it's not captured on uh, tape, video or TV. Yeah. People wouldn't believe when people were talking, and it did this, and it bent all the way back. It looks like it's going out, and all of a sudden it come back on itself. But it, it did all that, didn't it? Absolutely, it was a little bit like that. You know, I know it was a different sport that that Shane Warne's delivery, where it it pitches the, somewhere the, leg and then ends up taking the off. Right. You know what I mean? You go, how did he do that? And you know, there are moments of magic and skill and. You know, trying to replicate that is very difficult, but um, Almado's free kick was different gravy. But for me, the most magic moment of the weekend was seeing David Brooks back on a football pitch. Yes, and uh, it's great to see him back on mm. on a football pitch because he has gone through a lot of trauma these last couple of yeah. years, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we can look at all these great goals. We can remember, we can eulogise about things that's happened and, and moments in games that we've looked at and we've gone, wow, that's fabulous. But ultimately... <laughs> For me, the most fabulous thing was seeing David back on a football pitch. So, good luck, young man. Uh, I do remember watching that first game where he took my eye. He played against your beloved Sheffield Wednesday. And I thought, dear me, this fella looks a player. Can England get him? And uh, while the Welsh team um, had already captured his signature, I believe with Harry Wilson and there was another one, there was a couple of three at the time that were English players, but but also could play for Wales. So Wales got got in there before the English did, but uh, he does look a great player and it's great to see him back. Like you say, I watched him destroy Sheffield Wednesday, 2-0 up, come back to 2-2 and they went on to win 4-2, just like Barnsley did the other night. And I thought, wow, this kid looks a good player. That was a funny game last night, just before we go on to Tim's uh, question that he poses this week. It was a funny game, I thought. Uh, two really quick goals for uh, for Barnsley. And Sheffield really giving the ball away in, in daft areas. But, you know, teams do like to play it from the back. And when the team presses high and it's not quite right, the pass, it can get intercepted. And it's then, all caught down to composure. Absolutely. If you're not composed on the ball, then you will give a bad pass. Absolutely. And it it ended up in the back it. of the net, didn't it? But then Sheffield Wednesday come back into the game. They got it back to 2-2. 
in the second half, it was all Sheffield Wednesday. And you're thinking Sheffield just need that little bit of luck here um, and, and get the, you know, get it over the line, get the three points, get back to Sheffield. But all of a sudden, bang, bang, Barnsley again, 4-2. And you're thinking, wasn't really a 4-2, but Barnsley do look a very dangerous team. And and if they do go to the playoffs, I wouldn't fancy playing Barnsley. And that manager's done a great job as well with them, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, I went to, John were playing last night. He'd gone back to Wakefield. Did I, did I tell you? No. No, well, I didn't know he'd gone back. I didn't know he'd signed for it. You know, he told me he'd packed it all together and then he's gone back to Wakefield. Oh, good. Anyway, so I went to watch him play last night. Uh, they won 2 0, and um, they only need two more points to get into to playoffs. So I wish Wakefield all the best for the, for the, for the playoffs. But I saw the last 10 or 15 minutes at half time. I saw because it was an eight o'clock kickoff the Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, it so was, I saw yeah. 10 or 12 minutes on that. When they got back into the game at 2 2, mm. it looked as though it was going to be Wednesday were the winners. 100%. And then all of a sudden, mm. it was like the first 10, 15 minutes that Wednesday just seemed to not pack up, but just mm. seemed to flop, didn't they? Yeah, it was crazy. It was ridiculous. I mean, Barry Bannon was just. He was conducting that game in the second half. And, and, and I did think the ball's going to just drop in a minute and bang. I mean, probably Lee Gregory. I mean, he, he he just crops up and scores important goals for Wednesday. And the Wednesday following as well. Phenomenal. It, it All is. behind that Listen, goal. I know, I know what it's like. Oh. I, used to, I used to say to people, that now I know, TC, why you want to play for Sheffield Wednesday. But I tell you what, they, they missed about four or five good chances yeah. to Sheffield Wednesday, you know. Yep, they did, yep. Yeah, you know, but that, that's it, some buts. But, you know, they've gone 23 games unbeaten. An incredible, I think it's a record. So, they're going to come unstuck sooner or later. But I, I thought they may go all season without, uh, con- uh, not conceding, without uh, getting beaten. But mm. it's come to an end now. Get it out of the way. Let's get start to get it for his on Saturday. Absolutely. And it is a big week for uh, Sheffield because it is international uh, weekend. England are playing Italy uh, tomorrow night. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast and then we've got Ukraine on the Sunday. But Tim Caslin poses the question, TC, um, and he, he put it up on the Current View, our group. We've got over 3,200 members and I put it a post up today. You know, we do monitor it. We do look at it. When we see a question like this, we will talk about it and give that person a mention on the podcast. Uh, lots of red cards over the weekend. Were they justified? Is what he posed. The tackle by. Great question. It was a great question to ask, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. The tackle by Johnny should carry a four match suspension. It was one of the worst challenges I've ever seen. It could have ended... In Luke... this day and age, you do Yep, want. absolutely. Luke Aylin's career. But you do not see that type of tattle. Then. No, no, you don't. No. Um, and then he, then he put a six-match ban for pushing a referee with a question mark. So what he's saying is, I mean, how is it? And, and it was, look, I'm, I'm posing a question. So, you know... A little bit of respect, yeah. It's my opinion, and I thought it was a valid opinion that when you look at the referee, it's a great question. yeah, it how is. Do you, how do you come? To... Well, on my on, on my uh, view of all that is, and I know when I from playing football, yeah, um, not retaliation, cheeking. What's the word I'm looking for? Being disrespectful to referees, yeah, bad is a bigger punishment yeah. than yeah. a tattle, yeah. 
Yeah. But, I mean, yes, he's thrown his arm up and he's... Uh, I'm not going to lie about it or deny it. He's thrown his arm up and I think he's meant, you know, not to hit the referee himself, but to hit his arm. Mm. Um, and he is a bit of a loose cannon. I mean, I'm not knocking him because so would I when, I, when things go against him. But what makes me laugh about all that, it was a penalty. Oh, 100%, yeah. It was a penalty. What are they moaning and groaning about? I don't know. I mean, if he scores that goal, which he should have done, mm. I don't know if he... I looked at him as a kid, you know, when he first broke onto the scene at Dortmund, he looked hell of a player, didn't he? Uh, Sancho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looks yeah, as though yeah. either he's out of his depth mm. or the, the occasion's getting to him. Mm. You know. Um, I don't know if he's playing around outside the game or not, but there's something not right there with him. But how do you justify that type of thing compared to a, what could... I've always said this. When I play, he could break my leg. Yep. Right? And get a two-game ban or a four-game ban. Mm. And somebody says something to the referee and get a six-game ban or a ten-game ban. Because it's crazy in that respect. I, I get that you have to have the respect for the referee. I get that. I understand it. Um, and and I, res- I respect that. You've got to respect the referee. The referee is in charge. I get it. But I do... On our most recent podcast, we've just recorded Hudson 74, You Make Me Feel Brand New, where we're talking about Alan's first 12 months at Stoke City. But on his American uh, Dream podcast, Alan was talking about the referees and talked about a referee of old, how he bad-mouthed the referee, and the referee says, Alan, you're not having such a great game yourself. And, That's and, what, and he said, true, I, I do apologise. Yeah, I do apologise. And Alan says to me on, on that podcast, you know, if a player is bad-mouthing a referee, it's an instant yellow card. If he wants to carry on, it's a red card. And I think that they should be punished, whether they verbally abuse a referee or physically abuse them. But I do think that when you have a tackle that potentially could wreck a player's career. I don't see how that punishment doesn't fit the crime. I don't know how they could justify that. No, I, I don't. And I think that they're putting a verbal or, or, or that abuse to the referee as worse than, than a real cynical, leg-breaking, career-threatening challenge. And, and, and I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And, and I think that was a great question by Tim. He wasn't questioning the fact that it's it's a ban for um, Mitrovic. No, and, and, right. and he was... It's a know, great question, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, know, he is hot-headed. To get people, the, let's see how people differ from, from his opinion and how anybody else's opinion. Yeah. It's a good, you know, and it, it's great to interact uh, with questions that, like, like, like that. But again, it's like you get a straight red for something. I mean, you could call the referee something and he'll give you a straight red. Retaliation is a a bigger deterrent than the initial foul. Yeah. But but, but again, you have some... I mean, do you remember Ben Thatcher? I mean, I I think... That was vicious. Yeah, but didn't didn't he receive more than the mandatory... um, 
ban for a red that was card. When he, when he, uh, that, the Manchester City thing. Yeah, he it? was. He just took him out, and it's like, I mean, he nearly took his head off. But, yeah. but, but I think that when when you're looking at these, so if what they're saying is, you know, there's different different levels. For instance, um, Paolo Di Canio when he pushed the referee. I mean, okay, he pushed him. He didn't hurt him. He just pushed him, and he he, he fell over backwards. A two a two a two match ban should have been efficient for that. Exactly. Because yeah. Steve Lodge made it look worse than what it was. I mean, you can see he got his arms up. He's ready to stutter. Yeah. Not stutter, stutter, mm. but you know, ready to stutter, tumbling like type yeah. of thing. You know, no, he shouldn't be doing it. But guys, it weren't vicious. No. You know, when somebody goes to try and break your leg, yeah. that's vicious. Absolutely. And, and back in your day, too, it would be premeditated, so it makes it worse. So, Udi would have played against uh, referee... Uh, Roger Taylor would have uh, refereed Udi's games. Mm-hmm. His last game uh, in, in league football, because he did the World Cup, did Roger Taylor, uh, was for Brent, was against Brentford in Sheffield Wednesday. And he was like that. He'd say to, I heard him saying to... Do you I mean, mean I Jack he Tyler? about a decision he gave. He said, it weren't as bad as that city. You've just missed Andy. And he do, he do players by names. I'm not saying referees don't know players by names, but they used to interact. You know, when you say Roger Taylor, do you mean, if you're talking about a World Cup referee, do you mean Jack Taylor? Jack the, Taylor. Yeah, the, I, the Wolverhampton. player now, Roger Taylor. Or, or, Taylor. or you're thinking about Roger Milford because he was another one that no, you no, could... No, no, no. Jack Taylor was yeah. the... Jack Taylor referee. If you look, you look it up, it is Jack Taylor, yes. I'm yeah, 74 Roger World Taylor, Cup tennis final. Player. Yeah. tennis player, sorry. Yeah, 70, uh, 74 final. Yeah, Jack, Jack Taylor... Uh, Refereed in the World Cup. Yeah, did. And, and uh, his last game, he, he refereed in football league, was Brentford versus Sheffield Wednesday. Fact that, by yeah. the way. That's a fact. I just got his, his name mixed up. Yeah, absolutely. But 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 again, we go back and we look at, you shouldn't do that to referee, and, and, and we get it. But... For me, it shouldn't carry a... And, and I mean, I've heard some people talking about it should carry a nine-month ban, uh, but I've never heard that's the, one, the media the way, going one, on about... People to wind people. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I don't get involved with them. But a, but a potential leg breaker, it, it seems to go by the wayside. Nobody in the media wants to pick, up, pick it up, run with it and say... Listen, you know, if we're going to get these red cards and potential leg breakers, perhaps that should carry a six or eight or a, or a three-month ban. But no. They... If they do Messi or Ronaldo, that same reporter wouldn't have to slagging that player off, I guarantee you. Oh, absolutely. It's quite pathetic. But but there you go. Uh, book corner. So thank you, uh, Tim, for your, uh, y- your question this week. Uh, we will be monitoring and we will be picking out one for next week's live uh, show TC uh, Book Corner in association with MyFootballBooks.com uh, Andy always sends us a recommendation and yesterday on the 21st of March it was Brian Howard's Clough, uh, Brian Howard Clough's birthday, his heavenly birthday now sadly passed away uh, 1935 Brian was born and Andy recommended I Believe in Miracles written by Daniel Taylor and the DVD produced by Johnny Owen. Uh, 
I'm just going to elaborate a little bit because here on my bed I've got uh, Cloughy walking on water, old big head wit and wisdom of Brian Clough, compiled by Duncan Hamilton. Uh, 150 BC, Cloughy Inside Story, Clough Confidential, Clough and Revy, Brian Clough, Nobody Ever Says Thank You, the biography by Jonathan Wilson, The Derby Years, Clough's War and Alchemy as well. I've got quite a few Brian Clough books. You can see, T, I'm a bit of a fan and I know that, you know, your former boss, you posted up and happy birthday, boss. I don't know... When I would play uh, when I would play for Chef for uh, Sheffield, when I play for Nottingham Forest, we played at York, and my birthday dropped on twentieth of March. Yeah. Um, and Cluffy got the the director to have a whip round, and he they bought me a pigskin uh, suitcase. Blimey. Yeah, that is true. That that is oh, gospel yeah. truth. Yeah. Uh, I, I bet that's never happened in football. That's how much he thought of me. Yeah. He getting injured. And that is true. On my 21st birthday, and they presented it to me on the coach, right? I never felt as embarrassed because all the players must have been thinking. Because the praise, he used to praise me all the time, mm. you know. And like, you know, look how Robert, Rob, uh, Robbo turned out. Yep. One of the best players, if not the best wing of, it, uh, of his generation, when yep. you think about it. Absolutely. He, he also bought you a car, didn't he? Yeah, oh, yes, yes. Uh, took the keys off me. I got a little train Spitfire. Took the keys off me, and then uh, after trading, when I went in, I went looking for me. I got we got the keys back. Went looking for the car. Couldn't see it. I went back into him. He said, "You do, you do more mileage than James Hunt." <laughs> and he wrote about it, you know. Yeah. Um, and he didn't want me travelling backwards and forwards. And he bought me that car, thinking I'd settle down. <laughs> <laughs>